BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We with the Pats and the Edmonton Expo Center. I'm standing with this team jacket on. Glenn Saber walked out on the bench, and I was literally like, bah, 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 bah. and our assistant GM, he was wearing the same jacket. And he was like, you guys, where did you get those jackets? And I'm like, bah, 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 bah. there was my chance to chat with Glenn Slatch Saber. And I soiled myself. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada, Canadian sports fans around the world, and our U.S. friends. Welcome to the RP Show. It is episode number 799. How about that? How about your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show emanating from the beautiful Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. Where are you going to get some shots of the uh, Grey Eagles' wonderful and traditional pancake breakfast? Going on down here this week on day seven now of the Calgary Stampede. we got a great show coming up for you here on Game Plus Television. We're live across all 10 provinces and 31 U.S. states on cable TV and streaming on YouTube. And also, maybe you're catching the podcast, and I appreciate you for doing that. Listen, a lot of you won't know this name, but you're going to love him when he gets here. Arnie Jackson. I don't even know how to introduce this guy, and we'll find out when he gets here an hour or two, live at the Stage Bar. Just a legendary broadcaster. And he's been around the Calgary sports scene for, like, decades, centuries maybe. But I said to the guys in the morning meeting, listen, you don't know Arnie Jackson, but trust me, I wouldn't put a Rudy Pooh on the air. He's going to be great. And he's going to talk about all the topics that we have to get to today. Mike Wilner from the Deep Left Field Podcast is going to be with us to talk Blue Jays baseball. He's also of the Toronto Star and the longtime host of Jays Talk. And maybe some other special guests dropping in. But none more special than this guy. The Moose, Darren Moose DuPont, with his fluffed, freshly blown hair and shirt, joins us from Lake Country. How are you doing, Moose? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, How are you doing? Oh, top side of wonderful, as some would say. And uh, look, you've got some really hot takes on on the topics. We chatted on the phone like three times already this morning before we went to air. So, <laughs> Director Jordan, can you please hit the quick six show horn and let's get right into it, please. Listen, we do have for you CFL newbies the talk coming up of week six kicking off a little later on, plus touchdown Atlantic, plus the game of the week. I'm saving most of that for point uh, segment two where we'll have far more time. So number one, it's Johnny Gaudreau leaving Calgary. And if you really want to know my thoughts, you can go to rodpeterson.com right now. It's the top item running my commentary. It's also running on various radio stations on Johnny Gaudreau leaving. Listen, I think people need to understand. This is somewhat new to me as far as the Flames fans go. It's very similar to Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans. 
This whole city of 1.4 million was on red alert to see where Johnny Gaudreau would land. And listen to me. I am not exaggerating. Here in the casino, like every worker came by because I was sitting at the stage bar after the show, stopped and just watched the TV. And they're like, I think he's going to New Jersey. I hear he's going to Philadelphia. Oh, I bet he's going to the Islanders. The gas station, the Dairy Queen, everywhere was dialed in on where Johnny Hockey was going to go, okay? You understand what the scene now, Darren, now when I say that? And then they find out that he's going to Columbus, and a bomb went off. A bomb went off, because it's like, Columbus? For less money? A worse team? What? I get why they're all upset, and clearly you do. I think everybody gets why they're upset. I'm watching all the networks, as are you. Nobody can explain it. No insider saw it coming. And some are even flinging manure at the, at the flames, not the stampede, at the flames, saying, what's wrong with the flames? Why wouldn't you want to be there? Here's my only point on all this, because Darren's got the hot takes. He didn't want to be here. He hasn't wanted to be here for years. I've watched the games long before we were doing the show out of here. He looks listless and disinterested. His heart was never in it. And that was long before Daryl Sutter showed up. People are saying he left because Sutter's too hard on him. No, I don't think that's it. Now they're blaming Brad Tree Living for not re-signing him. There's nothing clearly more he could have done. There's nothing more Brad Tree Living could have done. And I'll just say this. For those at the hotel this morning, front desk, Guy says to me, Darren, Gaudreau's gone. Next, Kachuk's gone. If they don't start building a new rink by November, this team's going to be gone in two years. The Flames are going to be gone. And I'm like, cheer up, bro. Like, whoa, back up, back up the truck. This is a guy that didn't even want to be here. So it might be a case of addition by subtraction. The Flames will be fine. I talked to A. Sutter last night. I won't say which one. He just said, hey, look ahead. Don't look back. At jo- just look ahead. Flames are going to be a very good hockey team. Tree Living's done a wonderful job. They got the best coach in the NHL. Yeah. So they'll be fine. But that gives you a, a bit of a vibe. Darren. Now you've got to take from where you're watching all this from, from Lake Country. No, for sure. And, you know, one thing to, you know, th- that sucks for, for Flames fans is you have a guy who had 115 points and he goes and you get nothing in return for him. You know, that part really sucks. But, you know, as Flames fans, you're sitting there and you're watching this and you're like, Columbus of all places? That's like your girl leaving you and then all of a sudden you're surfing social media and you're like, wait, she's with him? Him? Like, him? Right? But when you say this, there's two sides to this. You could say, oh, it was so bad in Calgary that the first opportunity to get out, he was gone, no matter what. But I think I'm with you, where it's like, if your heart is somewhere else, you're going to find his heart to home and to be in the States. And he's eight hours from Philadelphia and Columbus. So he took less money, took a little less term. And goes to goes to Columbus, but this was a huge shocker, and it's going to take some time to get over in Calgary because this is a team that was on the cusp, like they were contenders, serious contenders for the Stanley Cup this spring. And without Gaudreau, if you don't replace him, and then if Matthew Kachuk goes too, this team might have to go into a rebuild really quickly. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that'll be a lesson to not draft Americans. I don't know, because they're both, and maybe they're not interested in being here. But that's not even, shouldn't speak for Matthew Kachuk. We shouldn't. 
But I, that just gives you the vibe of what people are saying. And thank you for your thoughts. Uh, James in Border, Manitoba, watching, says, uh, I know no one wants to talk about it, but the Canadian government COVID rule, rules have made a situation where no American wants to live or play here. There's that. Uh, I'll say this. I respect everybody's right to an opinion. I don't respect everybody's opinion. Um, but that's his. You know, and, and here's the thing. It's funny with the analogy about your ex moving on to what you would consider a downgrade. What you should do in life is look in the mirror and go, what did I do wrong? That she would want to be with that instead of this. <laughs> Nobody does that, though. But I think the Calgary Flames are actually doing this and saying what, what I think they have looked at themselves internally and said, do we have a problem? I think that they've addressed it. They have had a problem. It's not a shock that the culture hasn't been great in Calgary for some time. But you've been here long enough with me, Darren, where you've heard they're, they're turning that around. They're aware of the yeah. perception. Uh, they're aware of it, at least. It wouldn't have mattered. Johnny Gaudreau was gone anyway. So moving on. That's our take. Point two. News from Thursday morning, Hockey Canada says it is in the process of making changes. Whether those moves will be enough to satisfy the general public, fans, federal government, and corporate sponsors remains to be seen. The Sports Under Fire National Federation made a series of announcements in an open letter to Canadians published this morning, including the reopening of a third-party investigation into an alleged sexual assault involving members of the country's 2018 World Junior Team. Hockey Canada said participation in this investigation by all the players is mandatory, adding anyone who declines will be banned from all of the Federation's activities and programs effective immediately. The organization previously said it strongly encouraged players to take part in the original investigation into the alleged incident that occurred at a Hockey Canada function in 2018, but didn't make it mandatory. So I'll just say this. Hockey Canada is trying to do the right thing. We live in a time where it's walking in a minefield in life on a daily basis. And some people, you're never going to change their mind. But I'll say this. The culprits were the eight players. Hockey Canada bumbled it. I've said it before. They've acknowledged that they've bumbled it. So I wish them well moving forward. But that's what came out this morning. Moving on to point three. It's a mini sweep for the Toronto Blue Jays. Teoscar Hernandez hit two homers in an 8-2 row to Philadelphia in the finale of a two-game series at Rogers Centre. It was John Schneider's debut as interim manager of the Blue Jays. He was promoted to the position after Charlie Montoyo was let go earlier in the day. Uh, I, we got Mike Wilner coming up later on to talk about the Blue Jays, but I will just say this, Darren. It, it, was, it was exactly what we thought. You don't need to watch every pitch of Blue Jays baseball to realize this is a team full of all-stars. This is a team that can't be forgiven anymore for being kids, and they were underperforming. And Ross Atkins, the general manager, sat at the podium and said that. And listen, I didn't like Atkins and Shapiro because I... I like John Gibbons and uh, the Greek kid, Alex Anthopoulos. I like them. I was very upset. These guys have proven themselves to me. I think they've proven themselves to Canada and as Blue Jays fans that they know what they're doing. And Ross Atkin goes, this starts with me. He's not going to fire himself. So he's got to fire Charlie Montoyo. He's <laughs> like, I put together a very talented team that should be better than this. Ta-da! That's what we said coming out of the weekend when they got swept in Seattle. It's a great team that's not playing together nor to their capability. It's exactly what Ross Atkins said yesterday upon the news of the firing of Charlie Montoyo. 
Yeah, and, and, you know, they're not going outside the organization to find a replacement on the bench. They're going to promote from within for the remainder of the season and then go about it. doesn't mean they're just trying to get through the season, but just the fact that, you know, Atkins and Shapiro came out and said, you guys aren't playing good enough, and he lost his job, Charlie Montoyo, because of it. Um, you know, you hope that's enough to wake this club up, and if it's not... They may have to, you know, deviate their game plan a little bit more and bring in another voice into that clubhouse. But for now, um, you know, obviously teams respond and they did and they won, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, Don, our Navy friend, says Americans don't want to play in Canada, and it seems that many Canadians don't want to play in Canada either. Uh, I'm not sure about that. You'd have to explain further. And by the way, as we roll along, we welcome your comments in the YouTube chat or on the text line. The number's on the screen, 902-518-3033. Now would be a good time to say that our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, sorry to throw too many sponsors at you guys, but is this who won day one of NHL free agency? The New Jersey Devils, as Alan May said, our analyst yesterday, Ottawa, Senators, who I say are winning free agency, they've catapulted themselves potentially into a playoff spot here with DeBrinket, uh, Cam Talbot, Claude Giroux. Very impressive with Ottawa. What do we say? New Jersey, Ottawa. And Columbus signing Johnny Hockey. If you get the number one guy in the market, does that mean that you won day one or other? And so you can vote on that on Twitter or YouTube. The last I saw, Ottawa was leading, Darren. And I ask any of our viewers, are you happy with what your team's done in NHL free agency uh, through 24 hours. For me, I'm still a Golden Knights fan until I decide not to be, although getting the official welcoming to the Flames family yesterday by Tim Hunter is really tugging at the old heart here. But uh, listen, the Vegas Golden Knights shipped Max Pacioretty out of Vegas. Uh, Did you see the interview with Tim Hunter yesterday, Darren? We both agreed that the Golden Knights are probably very happy that they are situated in Vegas, where the media doesn't know if a hockey puck is blown up or stuffed, as they say, or what it's like. They don't know. Because if they were in Canada, in a Canadian market, they would be getting roasted for poor decisions. Like the general manager, Kelly McCrimmon, came out the other day and said it was Peter DeBoer's decision to get rid of Marc-Andre Fleury. Somebody sent that to me, and I'm like, easy to say now. You fired his ass. <laughs> you know, can you imagine? And then they get rid of Pacioretty, and you know what a lot of people think about Max Pacioretty. Just not, uh, not the kind of guy you can lean on when the chips are down. So I, what's Vegas done in free agency? Largely clearing out cap room. Um, yours, your team's the Leafs. So how are you on what Toronto's done? I know, you know, largely okay. You shuffled some of the bottom six out. You lost out on Ilya Mikhaev. I think that you were going to move on from him. Um, you know, we think Vancouver may be overpaid. Um, goaltending took a downgrade. So, yeah, you took a flyer and some cheap pieces. But, again, you freed up cap space. That's what the least did. You know, maybe try and add on the blue line and we'll see where they go. In Vegas, yeah, like, you know, I've seen it too. Like, a really, you know, seems like a bad start to free agency for Vegas in their offseason. No direction. You know, they have no loyalty. We know the loyalty has never been there with the, with the players. But Pacioretty, at least in the regular season, could finish. He could score. And, um, you know, those guys are kind of hard to find. We don't know what the future considerations will be. I'm sure it's tied to games played, maybe some goal-scoring production. But, 
Yeah, Vegas seems like a team that's lost its identity, which was a hardworking, grinding team that really had uh, some pop uh, when they came into the league. Uh, by the way, we're brought to you in the warm-up by Taco Time. For the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one burrito. Half off at Taco Time every Thursday. It, it Like Vegas is getting raked over the coals because they have no loyalty. Come on, Darren. 75 players changed teams on Wednesday. 75. What percentage of that of the, uh, is that of the league? 10, 10% or more? I think. I'm not sure. But um, I'm looking at my little guy, Brody. Down in South Florida, my little buddy Brody, it's my favorite member of the Dodge clan. I shouldn't say it, but, it, but they know that. His favorite player is Andre, Andre Palat of the Tampa Bay Lightning, where he spent his entire career. Now he's in New Jersey, Palat. Like, I look at all these names changing. I'm watching the scroll on the bottom of Sportsnet last night while I'm watching the Blue Jays game. I'm like, he's gone? He's gone? He's gone? He's gone? And we're going to blame the Vegas Golden Knights for not having any loyalty? There is no loyalty. Can the people stop? Loyalty is the unicorn. It doesn't exist. The fans are in this romantic notion, Darren, that there's still loyalty in sports. Are they ever going to realize that those days are gone? Are they ever going to realize that? I don't know. I don't know. And and you see, you know, the younger fans potentially – Um, You know, fans of my age, while we don't see it anymore, you know, in our mid-30s, we still remember the Daniel Alfredsons, the Matt Sundins, the Jerome McGinley's, the guys who spent their entire careers and every team, it feels like, had a franchise player who played a decade with that organization. Probably had two or three. That core that stuck together for years and years and years. Um, I'm not sure we're ever going to see that again at scale like we did in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, It's ball for all when we come back. Our NHL coverage has been brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating and Cooling to schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services. Call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. We'll turn the page to the CFL next You're watching the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary, Calgary's entertainment destination. We're also live on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. As promised, a look at that pancake breakfast. What they say about 1,500 pancakes will be served. Yeah. Yahoo, I guess is what you're supposed to say at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Just before we bring the moose back in, be here to see the next generation of international hockey stars and hear the roar of the hometown crowd. The World Juniors returns to Edmonton at Rogers Place from August 9th to the 20th. Purchase your tickets today at HockeyCanada.ca. And this week, we've started awarding tickets. Friday, as a matter of fact, we will name the winner of two pairs of tickets to the games of your choice, round-robin games at Rogers Place. Let's bring uh, the uh, moose in now, and I appreciate it. Uh, Don, our Navy friend, we welcome the comments from the viewers, too. Don says, and the CFL gets roasted for player turnover. He talked about all the NHL, 75 players switching teams, and he's right. I've said that. The the CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover, 
And actually, as I've watched the games this year, it's not really that bad. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL, when you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? That the teams have switched, or the players have switched teams as liberally as they do? You do. You do get over it, but you still don't have that identity with the players. Like, you know, I brought up Jerome again in the last segment. We only remember him with the Calgary Flames. We don't really remember him with Pittsburgh, you know, or Boston, I believe, were the two spots he or played. Colorado. I mean, we, and Colorado. Or Colorado. Right. <laughs> right. We only yeah. remember him with the Calgary Flames, right? I mean, that happens with players, you know, and players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base. So there is that, and, you know, I don't know. We'll see where this new world is going. Well, Wayne in Victoria says money is all that matters in sports. It's sad, but true. Well, not necessarily in the case of Johnny Hockey. And further to that, Randy from Winnipeg, watching on Game Plus TV, writes in. He says, I wouldn't say money's the only thing. Family and trying for a championship play a factor also. Not there for Johnny either. Not money, clearly. Not family, because he has none in Columbus. And not championship, because Columbus is going nowhere fast. Now, Having said that, I've had the hockey people say, no, no, Columbus is a team on the rise, which I indeed I think they are with Patrick Laine and uh, obviously our guy Cole Sillinger. Nobody can figure out why Johnny Goodrow signed in Columbus, save for he didn't want to be in Calgary anymore. And that's why, frankly, I, I've got to be careful who I say it or around or how loudly I say it here, but I appreciate the balls on the kid for saying I want to change. You know, because he the stuff that's being said about Johnny Gaudreau in this town since he signed in Columbus is would be hard to put up with, would be hard to hear, and I'm sure that he's hearing it. So I applaud Johnny. He wanted a change. People don't like it. What did I tell? Been there. What did I tell you? You know, um, and it was it came up on on you know a sports talk show in the U.S. It was um, the guy said. You know, he was having a conversation with his wife and she asked him, from now until dead, are you doing what you want to do and are you living where you want to live? And if and if the answer is no, then you got to do what's right for you. And if, and if Johnny Gaudreau wants to live in the United States of America and he wants to raise his kids as Americans and he wants to be, you know, within uh, a, a short drive, an eight hour drive to family and to grandpa and grandma and all those types of things, then he needs to do that. If that's what's going to make him happy, he needs to do those types of things. And clearly that's yep. the decisions he made. No, he wasn't happy in Calgary, and that's uh, they need to move on, and they will be fine without a guy that didn't want to be here anyways. So, yeah, to point four, I have the Canadian Football League Week 6 kicks off tonight. And to be honest with you, every game's interesting. Uh, yesterday, our poll result was Canada's Game of the Week is, interestingly enough, Calgary at Winnipeg. It's a battle of unbeaten teams. By the way, spoiler alert, or foreshadowing, Jeff Fairholm, Hall of Famer, will be with us on Friday to break down all the Week 6 in the CFL. That'll be fun. Um, I was reading the game notes because I'm no dummy. I am a CFL fan first. So tonight it's Edmonton at Montreal in a rematch of the 2002 and 03 Grey Cubs. This is the, uh, the uh, shirt-tail relatives game that you don't care about. They've come to stay with you. You wish you, they hadn't, but they're there. You know what I mean? This is not the sexy game tonight, Edmonton at Montreal. 
Uh, and then there's fr- every other game's got intrigue, kind of besides this one. Although it's Danny Machocha's, uh <laughs> debut on the Alouettes coaches uh, Alouettes sideline. Can I say this? Having spoken to friends and those in the Kahari Jones camp today, I have. They're saying, Danny Machocha, stop running your mouth about Kahari Jones. Okay? You fired him. Stop trampling on the grave. You're welcome. But Friday, it's Calgary at Winnipeg. And here's an interesting note, Darren. This is the latest in the season that two unbeaten teams have faced each other since 1961. I think it was Whoa. 4-0 Winnipeg versus 7-0 uh, Winnipeg back then. I think it was like week eight or nine that two unbeaten teams met. But you see what I'm saying? That's kind of interesting that two unbeaten teams would meet in week six that it's taken this long. That is what our viewers have said is the sexiest game of the week. Will you be tuned in? Well, it is the sexiest game of the week. You know, we don't need anybody to tell us that. We know it is. And it's not close either. You know, it really isn't. I mean, we know that Touchdown Atlantic um, should be a festival and it should be, a you know, um, an appointment viewing game and, and all of that in the middle of the season. But it just isn't. Because we haven't seen enough about it. They, you know, there hasn't been enough done to make it a big deal. So to be honest, for, the, for, for most fans, even in the Canadian Football League, they don't know Touchdown Atlantic's even happening this week. But for the Calgary-Winnipeg game, this is the two heavyweights. They're both in the West. This is a West Division uh, preview, West Division final preview early on in the season. Are Calgary back to the old stamps? Or is Winnipeg still the class of the league? We're going to decide it this week. I'm just going to read some comments as we roll. Mike Horrigan watching in Tirana says, staying in Canada is not ideal for American players at this time. Ohio State tax is low and he will keep more of his money. From Glenn Erickson watching in Medicine Hat. He said, seems like Johnny Gaudreau exchanged a fishbowl in Calgary for a good measure of anonymity in Columbus. That seems to be the thing. If you're zeroing in on it, and Glenn is a hockey guy from way back, it's just from what you hear and see, Johnny is a shy guy. Listen, I'm friends with a lot of flame staff, more by the day. None of them disliked Johnny Gaudreau at all. They all liked him, right? But they've all said that he was shy private person. I've seen guys, I've been around guys like that, like Weston Dressler. He couldn't stand living in the fishbowl of Regina. And, and this town is, as you know, I've told you the stories of me going to college here. If we saw a flame in the bar or a stampeder in the bar, we were, ooh. And I think a lot of people come up to guys like that. And if you don't like it, it's going to make your skin crawl. And for, I know for a fact that Johnny Gaudreau is not going to have to deal with that in Columbus. Because as you saw me say, Darren, I went to Columbus once. It was closed. Listen. Put a bump. What? There's How about just that? two things on this. You know, one, yeah. I look at, you know, the Flames all time greats. And unfortunately now for Johnny, he's not going to go down as a Calgary Flames all time great, even though he has the 115 point season. But if you're looking at what your career is going to be like after hockey, he had that opportunity in Calgary to be on the wall of honor, up in the rafters, all that. But then he's got to be around Calgary doing the golf tournaments, doing the speaking engagements, doing all that. And if he wants his life to be in the U.S., he's got to make that move right now. But to the Columbus thing, 
wasn't Columbus the, the place for the draft that you went with your dad where his snoring was pulling the curtains off the walls? That's what I thought about. The second Johnny Gaudreau, I got the notification that he signed in Columbus. I'm like, wait a second. That's the spot. We don't, yeah, we don't have time in this segment or even in today's show to talk. The greatest day of my life with my dad was spent in Columbus, Ohio. And I won't tell the story now. I've told it on the air before. It's a hilarious story. I, I kind of made that joke about Columbus being closed. Um, yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time anywhere. You can have a good time in Yellowgrass, Saskatchewan. Man, it, you know, which, by the way, these people are yeah. talking about Canada versus USA, and it's not a good place to live. Again, I make the most of where I'm at all the time. So I don't buy, buy the, the country argument, but that's just me. Uh, back on point... Yeah, I, and I get everybody wants to everybody wants to talk about hockey, but we're trying to for for the for this segment right now talk about the Canadian Football League and um, and um, Calgary at Winnipeg. I mentioned that being the marquee game. It kind of is for me, Darren. But my dance card's getting full, baby. You talk about going out and doing the golf tournaments and the speaking events. I'm doing that. I'm not a flame star. But tonight I'm going to the Cavalry game with a boo, and maybe his kids, I'm not sure. Uh, so I, pr- I probably won't be able to watch tonight's CFL game, or maybe the start of it. Uh, tomorrow I want to get to the Chuck Wagons because the Calgary Stampede Corp gave me a pass to go anywhere I want. They're like, what are you doing buying tickets? We got a pass for you, man. Oh, okay. Well, why, why wouldn't I take part in that? So I want to go to the uh, stamp the truck wagons on Friday night, and then Saturday, there's a gang of us going to get together to watch the Riders and uh, the Touchdown Atlantic game. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Have a little bit of a viewing party for Touchdown Atlantic. Wouldn't that be fun? See what you're missing? Cool. I know. And then on Sunday, Sunday, it's what they call Championship Sunday. And to be honest, it'll be a little emotional for me. Championship Sunday of the Calgary Stampede, because my family always gathered around the television and watch Championship Sunday at the Calgary Stampede. And for the first time in my life, I'm going to be there for it. Woo! Heart chakra. That's cool. Opening up. Opening up. Um, so anyways, and then on the Touchdown Atlantic thing, uh, again, reading the game notes on that. Ha- have you anywhere, and this I don't want to be an indictment on the CFL because they're doing the best that they can. What number Touchdown Atlantic is this? Have you seen it anywhere? No, I'm going to guess a half a dozen of these they've had. It's the fifth. Hot damn! By reading the game. And by the way, Nelson Hakowicz writes in, he says uh, he's our VP of Sim Events. Hey, squad, Rod squad, waiting in the Regina Airport, headed to Touchdown Atlantic. Have a great show. I've seen his post, and I appreciate you, Nelson, for that. Uh, So it's Touchdown Atlantic 5. Here are the teams that have never participated in the Touchdown Atlantic. There are three. Obviously, Saskatchewan, this is their first. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers have never played in it. And the Ottawa, no, there are four. Ottawa Red Blacks and the BC Lions. But we've watched all the Touchdown Atlantics over the years. Uh, They've included the Edmonton Eskimos, Montreal Alouettes, Toronto Argonauts, Calgary Stampeders. Four. And there's, I got to check my math. (laughs) But first time riders have been in it. Uh, Hamilton's been in it. Yeah, there you go. I got to check my Hamilton has played in it. Ah, it's in the game notes. Yeah. What I know is it's the first time Saskatchewan has. And hey, if 
Thank God for Ryder fans, by the way. I mean, there's not a lot of seats that are being sold for this. It's a small stadium in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. But Ryder fans are going to cram that place for Touchdown Atlantic. The Senko on Saturday on TSN. we got a sports update coming up. Uh, we've got Arnie Jackson joining us in Hour 2. Live here at the Great Eagles Stage Bar. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, those pancakes are flying off the grill. And uh, Moose, remind me, uh, I almost ran into that guy. Remind me for the discussion on sports radio here in Calgary this morning about pancakes. But first, a sports update on this Thursday. John Schneider is off to a good start as interim manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. Teoscar Hernandez hit two home runs in an 8-2 run to Philadelphia at Rogers Centre. Schneider was promoted from bench coach to skipper earlier in the day after Charlie Montoyo was let go. The Kansas City Royals will be without 10 of the 26 players on their active roster for this week's series in Toronto. Whit Merrifield and Andrew Benintendi are two of the players who didn't make the trip to Canadian re- due to Canadian restrictions on travelers who aren't vaccinated against COVID-19. The American League wildcard race is getting tighter by the day. Tampa holds the first spot, while Toronto, Boston, and Seattle are tied for the second. The Mariners swept the doubleheader with Washington to to extend their winning streak to 10 games. Baltimore is two games behind after a 7-1 win over the Cubs, and the Orioles have also won 10 straight. How about that? And week six of the CFL season kicks off tonight in Montreal as the Alouettes take on Edmonton. It is the debut of Danny Machocha as head coach of the Alouettes. Oh, and Saskatchewan lineman Garrett Marino says he won't appeal his four-game suspension for his actions in a win over Ottawa last week. He injured quarterback Jeremiah Masoli with a low hit. This sports update for... Edo Japan with freshly made food and high-quality ingredients. Edo Japan is food you can feel good about. You can feel healthy about it. Okay, let's bring the moose back in from Lake Country. Whatever anybody wants to talk about it is on the table. Robin and Prince Albert says, I am multitasking. LOL, watching the RP show on YouTube and watching my old billet online at Lightning Development Camp. Right oh, man, on. how about that? How about that? Vince in the chat says, Line A leaves Winnipeg, and the focus is on Wheeler and Shifley. Gaudreau leaves Calgary, and no raking over the team's veteran players and leadership. Who, from us? We discussed it, Vince, at the start of the show. Johnny's never been happy in Calgary. I can go back through it if you want. It's not a secret. They were even alluding to it over the past couple of years on the Sportsnet broadcasts that there was a culture problem in Calgary. But they've taken steps to address that. Believe me, they have. It starts at the top, and there's been a change there. And the new guy, over the last two years, has been making strides. But Johnny's been unhappy since long before that. You can see it watching him. I tell you, Vince, to go read rodpeterson.com right now, where I talked about this. You could see that Johnny was unhappy long before Daryl Sutter showed up. Daryl, Darren, my first thought when I saw Gaudreau signing with Columbus was he left to get away from Daryl. 
And But the more I examine it, I'm like, no, he didn't like Daryl before that. Listen, people writing in saying, and I, I say this all respectfully, but Jennifer from the Four Seasons, Hockey Canada is reopening its investigation. Yes, it was point two in the Quick Six show topics. We've moved on. But thank you, we already addressed it. So what, what do we need to rake over the coals in Calgary? They, if they, I give the Flames a lot of credit. They've looked in the mirror, not over the Gaudreau situation, but over the past couple years and said, we have a problem. So they have taken the steps to address that. Johnny was gone anyways. Do you feel, Darren, that the Flames should be raked over the coals? The guy said their leadership and veteran players should well, be raked over the coals. Should they be? Well, I don't know. I don't think so in this situation because I don't think it's about that. I, I really don't think this is a, a problem with Calgary or with Daryl. We saw, you know, Goudreau and Daryl and the connection they had. We saw the production Johnny Goudreau had with Daryl Sutter. Help Johnny get this contract and have a $10 million offer and, you know, end up signing for, you know, just under $10 million per season. So, I think that's fine. I don't think it had anything to do with Brad Tree living. You know, um, I don't think it had anything to do with the city. This is an international city. This is a world-class destination, the Rocky Mountains and the city of Calgary. So I don't think it's anything to do with that. I think, you know, it's more about where he wanted to be rather than where he didn't want to be, right? It's more about the thing you want than the thing that you don't want. So I think it's that. But the raking over the coals, you look at Liney leaving, People criticized Blake Wheeler for his leadership. They criticized Mark Shifley. And they, they picked out these pieces as reasons why, you know, um, Patrick Liney didn't work out and why he ended up leaving. I think, you know, they're wondering why the Calgary media is not, I don't know, signaling out Matthew Kachuk or, you know, Noah Hannafin or, you know, whoever else. It's just not the case. I think they're two different situations. And Vince, thank you, Vince, for the back and forth. He writes in and says, thanks. Gotcha. Point taken. Uh, my jaw was on the floor this morning watching SportsCenter. And it's Salem Valji. He's a friend of ours. He's been on this show. He's one of the guys that, one of the very first guys that I got to be friends with when we set up shop in Calgary. Believe me. Uh, but I was like, <gasps> he's on SportsCenter saying the Flames were a punchline and should be embarrassed that they lost Gaudreau. And again, I'm like, <gasps> you're supposed to be the beat writer of the team, dude. I know how they're going to take that. Whether it's right or not, <laughs> but, but hey, say whatever you want. Now that's not going to um, endear you to the leadership there. Which, speaking of, and I don't mind talking about this either. I got so many things going on in my head, Darren. Clearly, remind me about what Wayne of Victoria, BC, says about the Atlantic schooners, and maybe yeah, Atlantic maybe I'll just jump in. And pancakes. Oh. Oh, so many things. Well, just this morning, Brent Cron was on Calgary Sports Radio. Brent Cron, former NHL goalie, Hitman goalie. It was hilarious. He went to a pancake breakfast, and he said all they had were pancakes. It was hilarious. Cron's great. He's funny on there. He works out in the oil field. Yeah. So he just calls in, and he says, just pancakes? That's lazy. And I'm like, I'm, like <laughs> I'm glad that you could say it because here at the Great Eagle, their pancake breakfast had scrambled eggs, it had sausage, it had pancakes, it had everything and pancakes because here at the Great Eagle, they don't screw around. But I could see how some outfits would just have a pancake breakfast and just make pancakes. And <laughs> Ed Cron said, what is that? Sawdust and water. That's what you're serving. So that was, that's one. It was hilarious, man. Oh, wow. 
Glenn Erickson. Thank you, Glenn. No, you're not late to the dance on this. He says, perhaps late to the dance, but Mark Habscheid is leaving the Prince Albert Raiders for a gig in Europe. How about that? Didn't know that. Breaking news from the dub. Habby gone. What else is he going to do there? What more can he do there? Um, Randy from Winnipeg says, Hockey Canada is just trying to get sponsors and government money back. No, they're not. They're trying to do the right thing. Get off their ass. They're trying to do the right thing. They've been tarred and feathered enough, man. At some point, can you give them a chance to dig themselves out of the rubble? They've admitted that they've screwed up. They're trying to do the right thing. Stop it, you guys. Now, to the Atlantic Schooners thing. Ah, sorry. Frank Dill. That's his name. Frank Dill. Sounds like a... It sounds like a flavor of potato chip. Or a spicily flavored hot dog. But he says... Spicy! Frank Dill says... I'm an Oilers fan, and I am so sad to see Johnny go. I don't know how to take that. But I want to... I want, oh, and we got to take a break here and come back for Taco Time viewer takeover. But here's the thing. Atlantic Schooners, where are they? And those guys that own that team, I don't even care anymore. I'm just going to say it. They used to own the Arizona Coyotes. And when I was in Arizona, they, they had Brad Tree living there as assistant GM, and then he went to the Flames as the top GM. And those guys didn't think Brad Tree living would ever be good as the general manager of the Calgary Flames, those owners of the Coyotes. They told me that as I'm talking to you right now because they said, Brad, he has a tough time making a decision. That's what they said. And I'm sitting here going, you guys sold the team. Brad's here. He's put a pennant up in the rafters. They'll be raising that in October, okay? He built a Stanley Cup contender and took over a team with a terrible culture and he's fixed it brought in daryl sutton made a decision to fire jeff ward and bill peters and bring in daryl sutter and these guys that are running the atlantic schooners now that i'm starting to wonder if they could find their ass with both hands said tree living would never be good and it's just made me realize i gotta stop listening to these types of guys i gotta stop listening to them Because that's frankly how I form my opinion on Brad. Because I'm like, well, I know these guys. This is what they said. He worked for them. And they couldn't have been more wrong. Viewer takeover next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live. You can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. There's a horse, Moose's size, right up front of the uh, Great Eagle Resort and Casino. You wish you'd have no problem jumping on that thing. <laughs> Nor would I. By the way, it's Taco Time viewer takeover. For the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one burrito half off at Taco Time every Thursday. Can we bring the Moose in here now? Listen. Uh, we, he's a, <laughs> you didn't like that. I can tell by the look on your face. Look, we try to jump on that big horse. We try to jump on that big horse on McLeod Trail South. This one would be a lot easier, man. Come on. I know. I know it would. Uh, okay. we, I, I asked I you when we were at Cody Snyder's bull bust and if you would ever jump on or take a ride on, on one of the bulls. I don't know that I could. Didn't Johnny Knoxville ride a bull? In the jackass movie, no, he got in the he got in the arena with a bull. He didn't ride a bull, and uh, okay. it's funny because Arnie Jackson, Arnie's here, and uh, I can't wait to get Arnie on an hour or two. But 
He'll understand all this speak. Most people don't. I have ridden steers. That's as large of an animal as I wanted to go. A bull, no, it kill, could kill you. A, a steer's not. He might just nudge you around a little bit. But uh, yeah. no. But those little ponies, I thought you'd get a kick out of. Uh, by the way, for those that don't know, coming up in hour two, Arnie Jackson. I've known of or known Arnie for a very long time. Hey, eh, Arnie? Uh, was running his stuff on the radio long before I met him. He's a broadcasting icon nationally, uh, but for sure here in Calgary and in the Saddle Dome uh, during the hockey season, we just, as fate would have it, ended up sitting side by side. And he just regaled me with story after story after story of his career. And I thought, we got to get him on the air and, and tell these stories. He's already rolling out with him here in the break, so you're going to enjoy it. Arnie Jackson. Now, to the text line, because we call this viewer takeover. I feel like I'm hearing a lawnmower, by the way. Is that you, Moose, or is there something? Yeah, or am I hearing something things? going on outside. I'm not sure what it is. That's what it sounds like when I'm in Florida. Okay, I got it. It's good. I just I'm like, is it me? <laughs> um, Wilf is watching in Steinbach, Manitoba, and he says, well, the Jets, as expected, do next to nothing. <sighs> I didn't want to say it. And we have a lot of viewers on Game Plus Television out in Winnipeg and all across Manitoba on Bell MTS Cable. Uh, How often does it need to be said? Sean Reynolds came on here the other day from Sportsnet Winnipeg and said it's never been a big free agent day. It's it's the elephant in the room that people don't want to talk about. Free agents don't want to sign in Winnipeg. Quite frankly, I don't see a huge difference between Winnipeg as a city and Edmonton as a city. I don't. Other than a really nice mall. Wouldn't you agree, Arnie? I don't know, man. That's just how I feel. But they're keeping McDavid. They're keeping Kulak. They're keeping, and they're adding to it. Obviously, Zach Hyman last year and Cody Ceci and blah, 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 blah. I don't know what it is about Winnipeg. Man, if you're paying me eight, nine, ten million, I'll live on the moon with no Wi-Fi. So why, what is it about Winnipeg, Darren, that they just, they've never really been a, made a splash? I'm not really sure, to be honest. I, 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 the Edmonton thing, the franchise has so much tradition and, you know, steeped in history of success. And there's, you know, it, it's a very well thought of organization and the logo. And I think playing with McDavid and a chance to win a cup and, you know, Gretzky and all of that, I think that plays into it for Edmonton. Um, you know, Winnipeg doesn't have a lot of that, unfortunately. I think if Winnipeg... It would have to start in the draft, but if you can get one or two really high-end superstars, they had it with Line A, but he wasn't really. <clears throat> I want to say, guys, how are we on time? We... Guys, how are, I'm I'm sorry. What are we on time here, guys? No. Yeah, we've 15 seconds left. Darren, sorry to cut okay. you off. I will see you a little later on in an hour or two. All right. You you got it. Okay, Arnie Jackson next hour and Mike Wilner from the Deep Left Field podcast and the Toronto Star. You're watching on Game Plus TV. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.